0: You are listening to the Mumgree Podcast with Lillian Umarunji Jung and Isabel Alexander. One is based in Vancouver and the other, LA. Two besties from high school spill the tea on motherhood and share what's worthy of your precious time on the gram and Netflix.
1: On today's show, we're joined by special guests william big sleeve stewart he's a writer producer and actor that you can find on multiple netflix series we're going to discuss life as a father and how to not go broke over the holidays
0: then on our do it for the gram segment we're going to talk about lady gaga's oh shit slip off the stage followed by our netflix pick of the week
1: here we go hey izzy how's it going
0: it's going good how are you
1: I am doing well. We have a lot of pop-ups and and markets coming up for Mumgree, so I'm just getting ready for that. And you're coming in about two weeks, which I'm super excited for, and we're trying to put something together for that as well. So yeah, it's been a busy time, but it's a good time, and I'm just happy to be here. (laughs) I'm I'm super
0: pumped. The next few weeks, like this whole month has been crammed with Awesome sauce, so I can't wait to see what unfolds next month as well.
1: Yeah, and you just had a workout, didn't you?
0: Yeah, Donald just finished training me. We did legs. I didn't throw up. So it was a success.
1: Does that normally happen?
0: No, but I feel like during a leg workout, like I'm often to the point of like, oh my God, I'm gonna puke.
1: Oh Lord. okay. Okay, so let's jump into it. We have a lot to cover. So we have our guests joining us shortly but in the meantime let's get into what's popping on the gram
0: all right so what's been popping on the gram this week is lady gaga falling off the stage with one of her fans um i saw the video you sent me the video i am just like baffled as to number one why does she even feel the need to bring this person up on stage was (laughs) it staged was this a random? Like, I don't really know. And if it was a random, she basically, like, is straddling him. Like, he picks her up. And then I guess this guy doesn't work out. He don't do squats. He doesn't lift. So they both <laughs> fucking fell off the stage. <laughs>
1: he probably had leg day the, the day before.
0: <laughs> he, either, he, ha- he either had it the day before or he's never had it in life.
1: It's I saw, saw some two in, things. Someone in the comments wrote, you have to be really really weak to buck your knees and fall like that like that's not a regular fall like just like you were either super nervous or just something is wrong with your legs so it was a hard video for me to watch I'm not gonna lie I probably watched it a thousand times over only because I was trying to understand the fall and to see whether or not it was like a purposeful thing but oh it definitely wasn't a purposeful thing it was hard, and she... I mean, she's injured. She must be. And poor okay. her. Like, she's already she injured to begin with. so
0: literally busted her ass. But yeah. Like, her ass... Her tailbone has to be broken.
1: For Just sure.
0: The, the height, and then, like, I'm not really sure if he fell on top of her or, you know, if she took some of his weight, too, but that was some fuckery. Like... <laughs> yeah. Hashtag pray for Lady Gaga because I, I don't know what she was thinking and, uh... You got
1: to be more careful oh yeah and did you see the photograph I'm not sure if I sent this to you but there's a photograph of her post show and she's in a bath and then there's another photo of her where she's in this giant suit I think it's one of those like heat warmer suits the one that oh, makes it like a transformer
0: yeah and, yeah Recovering. and she's
1: like yeah cool. Yeah. There
0: was, it's it's interesting because I think before this happened, there was a couple articles that went around about, like, oh, Lady Gaga shares her, like, post-show recovery, you know, reg- regimen. This happened, so, but different because she's actually, like, physically injured from this. She has to
1: be. Oh, and, but that's the thing. is She's already, she's been injured for such a long time. I think she has, uh, like, a hip display, like, a hip issue because I watched her documentary on Netflix a while back and... It was just so hard to see her struggling through rehearsals and sort of talking about how tours are becoming more difficult so for her to fall like this i mean this is this was a hit it was hard um yeah
0: this this is gonna this is gonna be hard for her to recover from um physically not like you know
1: the embarrassment
0: of it but but physically because she is a performer and she's not just one of those people that's going to be on stage doing you know singing and dancing and step touch, like, side to side. Like, she's legit doing choreography. She's dancing her ass off. I'm sure yeah. she's riddled with overuse injuries, as you see with a lot of these performers um, who do back-to-back shows, and they're, they're... It's a workout. They're not just up there, you know, looking pretty and singing some tunes like they used to do back in the day. So now, Oh, yeah.
1: She, add- she belts, and she... Like, to sing and dance like that is is a physical strain yeah
0: yeah so to add this into the mix like i hope that she's gonna recover quickly you know she she has all the money of the world so she she can afford the best team of doctors and all that so mm-hmm. i'm sure she will bounce back but i just want to know what is the mentality like why even bring up people on stage it's so weird to me
1: yes okay so i'm so i i, I want to jump back to what you said earlier because it was it kind of struck me the thing you mentioned about, you know, was it staged, right? So I went to the Jadena concert uh, a couple weeks ago, and there was a woman who was standing sort of to the side of the stage. And she did approach me and my company of friends and asked us whether or not we wanted to go on stage and dance with him. And, uh, and, you know, she basically said, if you, if you agree with it, Or if you agree to it, then you're going to need to go to this side of the bar, and then I'm going to see you in the audience, and then I'm going to pick you out when, you know, the time comes. So whether or not that's really staged, not really. Like, she kind of talked to us and then told us what was going to happen, but I feel like this sort of performance culture of bringing fans on stage worked really well in the 90s when when artists were more sort of recluse and kind of you didn't know them too much and so there was this excitement but I feel like now with social media and just the exposure and the access that we have to celebrity I feel like it's kind of a bit of a frightening thing to have a fan that close to you when they're you know they have ideas about you whether or not they're true they just have these ideas and so they're on stage and it's just scary like you just never know what they're going to do and I wouldn't be for it. If I, if I was out performing night in night out, I would, I don't know if I would be able to like, I like the going into the crowd and performing with the, with the audience, but the bringing the the person on stage and grinding on them or whatever it is that takes place. It's just, I don't know. Could you do it? Like what would you do?
0: Yeah. I just, I feel like it, if you're going to bring somebody on stage, you need to have somebody that's part of your team that that's their only job. They're like, quote unquote, the person in the crowd that you pick out and bring up on stage. So everybody knows every, no matter what city you're in, it's always the same damn person, but everybody yeah. knows what's going to go on and what's going to occur. I think today with social media, we we live in a culture that is very easy to stalk people.
1: Yes. So, yeah. and
0: then combine that with like, there's too many freaking crazies out and yeah. about. Um, I just think it's too... It's too risky. Oh, and think especially about the like security the guards. labels. <laughs> like, yeah, like this is your, your artist. This is your, this is your product, essentially. Like, you need to keep them safe. And if you just bring in every Joe Schmo on stage, I mean, look how easy it was for that concert in Vegas to get shot up. Like, you don't know what these people, yeah, they get checked through security coming into the concert, but yeah. that doesn't mean that, you know, they, they weren't able to smuggle something in through security that's going to do harm. To the person on stage you don't know if that yeah. person is like a super fan they're gonna like start crying on stage or they love this person or if they're just a psychopath that thinks like oh my le- my wife left me because she was listening to see, and now i'm gonna shank him
1: yeah yeah it's just too risky it's yeah. too risky. it's not i wouldn't do it i'm not here for it. i get nervous every time it happens i'm like oh okay here we go like <laughs> this is not cool i remember back in the day Usher used to bring people on stage. And he would have, like, a make session with them. Like, it was a full-blown show-show. Like, it was... It's too much. Like, I just... I can't. I'm not for it. I don't think I'm for it. I'm not here for yeah. it.
0: I'm not here uh, for it either.
1: But have you ever busted your ass? Like, have you ever had a fall where you were like, whoa, I can't believe that just happened. My whole body feels like it's broken. Like, have you ever had an a tremendous injury that just came out of nowhere?
0: Well, yeah, but, I mean, mine were all, like, as a result of sports, right? So you're, you know, soccer, you're going up for a header, and then you get hit, and then you end up, like, your legs get taken out from under you, and you end up falling and busting your ass.
1: Oh, so Not... you never had, like, a life, like, just a moment no. where it wasn't. I've had a moment, and it was, to this day, like, I, so I was doing promotion for a club, Century House, I believe it was called. Um, And it was this is like way back in the day. And one of the bartenders was super wasted leaving the bar. And I knew that she had a lot of money on her and that she had a lot of people kind of following her that night. And she was leaving the bar, and we wanted to make sure that she was getting into a cab, you know, by herself and that no one was following her home. Um, So typical super rainy Vancouver days and um, she managed to like leave the club without any of us noticing but I knew that there was this particular guy that kept following her and kind of stalking her throughout the night so I ran down the stairs to try to like race after her and it wasn't even the stairs that got me and these were like crazy marble stairs it was the moment I left the door and walked outside into the pouring Vancouver rain I was wearing some cheap-ass Payless, you know, heels or something. Oh, damn. No And I just slept. And the thing is, I didn't have anything to drink that night because I never used to, like, drink during those times. And I literally slipped and busted my face. It was like one of the – have you ever seen your baby fall where they just hit their face and you're like, ooh, like that? Mm, that Yeah, or like a cartoon fall. Exactly. And I just went smack and then – my like as soon as I got up my whole face was just covered in blood and to this day like my jaw like I swear like took a bit of my jaw and <laughs> and I had to go and get it fixed and turned out that she was uh there was someone who got in the cab with her but it was okay like it wasn't a bad situation or whatever but I never saw her again like after that oh night I, I'm pretty sure it was like my last night working there but I never saw her again and yeah, so sometimes when you're trying to be a hero, you bust your ass. <laughs> yeah. The moral of that story. And so today we are joined by a very special guest and dear friend of mine. He goes by the name William Big Sleep Stewart, and he's based here in Vancouver. He is a man of many talents. I'd like to call you a Renaissance man, if I may. You are oh, a you can. So- Right? Can I?
2: A <laughs> hundred times, no problem. I won't get. Songwriters
1: script writer actor and producer i want to add comedian in there because i mean <laughs> you're just natural with the jokes right yeah. <laughs> and you've been in the film industry for 20 years i i feel like we met somewhere why are you trying around... to
2: age me why are you trying to age me <laughs> yeah
1: hey, it was just me? i mean <laughs> like
2: nobody, no, i mean nobody you could have said a very long time or... <laughs> You know.
1: Our our researchers did the you know did the digging and found the info. So oh, I um, think I might have
2: sent that to you. My, by, by the way. Oh my <laughs> bad. Okay, so what were you saying?
1: So you have been around a very long time. You've got some grace. Thank you. And girl. and we know that you've done you know many projects, including some for Netflix. So you've done um, Game Over Men, and yeah. then you've also done Torn. And then you got a new one coming out, uh, which stars Taraji P Henson, whom we love. Um, (laughs) I mean, we're like big fans of hers here. So, Um, and it's called Coffee and Kareem. Right? Is she not amazing?
2: She's mad cool. Like I love that. Like what? Like it? What you see? That's she. She is who she is, and it's just kind of. You know you don't in this industry that we're in, you don't see a lot of genuine people, and I hate to say it, you know what I'm saying you just mm-hmm. don't it it i mean people get caught up, we all get caught up, but I mean, I just felt like when she's talking to you, you're getting like that's you're getting the real person, and it's very rare so and she was very nice and funny and you know with Ed Helm is in it as well from the office and and uh oh that's dope. yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's always, crazy. that's always,
1: we've met so many different, I mean, not to, this is like, isn't like a humble brag by any means, but you and I have both met a lot of famous people. And oh, yeah. so you kind of, you, you see that pattern of like how the money affects them and how the, you know, the, the fame affects them and how the fans affect them, like the whole thing. Yeah. So it's always great when you meet, you know, good hearted people in this industry. But, you know, um, on top of all of that, people, I, I call those people, people who changed the the
2: garbage, you know what I mean? People who changed the garbage, they've had to deal with the shit at some
1: point and ah. they know what it's like.
2: They know what it's like. So they're not even going to go there.
1: Wow. That's a good one. I like you know that. I mean?
2: I mean, garbage I've changers. Changed the garbage. I've changed right. The garbage. I've cleaned the shit.
1: Excuse the language. I hope I can swear on the Mom show. Uh, I, I don't think the show would exist if we weren't allowed to swear. Okay. Uh, uh, and then on top of all that, you have Save on Radio, which thank you for having me on the show. I had a blast. It was the most fun you? ever.
0: Oh, you my gosh. You the
1: best show. The Hollywood I got something. I'm working on something. So when I'm like
2: ready to come and do it, like I'll come on the show and happened to be your peanut butter and it's absolutely <laughs> amazing and i really appreciate you giving me some of that stuff because i'm hooked so uh, oh, i order you. for another two please <laughs> you got new you got new flavors now too right
1: new flavors chocolate peanut butter yeah you yeah, definitely you know, I have to it. try that i
2: love that because i look that's she made a black person she made a black person peanut butter the shade it was beautiful True. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you take care of both skin colors. You got the peanut butter for the light skinned cats.
1: <laughs> I actually had someone, Izzy, I don't know if I told you this story, but I had someone at the pop up say to me, I trust this because of, not because of my skin, but indirectly they were basically saying that. And I was it's just sort good. of like, oh, wow, okay. So chocolate means <laughs> chocolate. That's that's yeah. what's happening 100%. today? Okay.
0: You did, 100%. You didn't know that? <laughs>
1: We sort of, I didn't know because of black people. I us yeah. Like that. Yeah,
0: black pe- black people don't
1: fuck around when it comes to chocolate and peanut butter. Yeah. No. Oh, okay. I didn't no. even know that I was a part of this. I had no idea. No. Like, like, like <laughs> you, you
2: just you, you you made like you know I'm not even, I'm not gonna even enjoy the name, but you know with the orange package, you get the two cups. Like, mm-hmm. you, if if people could have that, like, come on, like. Pfft. I'm, of course, I don't know. I might try it with my with my bread toasted. I might try it without <laughs> toasted. I might even grill cheese. It like grill it like like you know what I mean. Like I would like it's like and cut it. <laughs> it like, I don't know. See, that's why I'm like. See, you already know I've already thought about it. So thank you for doing that.
1: Amazing. Oh, well, it means a lot to me that you had me on and that you tried it and you liked it and you supported the whole thing. Um, yeah. But we I'm have a lot to get kid, into.
2: It's really good. It's really good. It's really good. <laughs> No, I'm not gonna lie. Like, <laughs> trust me. Trust me. Like if I say it's good, just trust. Like like I like I see even skinny dudes, when skinny dudes look at me and they say it's really good, those dudes yeah. just can keep it off. They would look just like me. If if if, if you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> if they if they do didn't you, have those jeans. Cuz it's good. Do, it's really good.
1: Do you know what our nicknames were for each other in high school? Me and Isabel? What? For like the longest time. It was Fats. So she used to call me Fats and I used to call her Fats because all we did all day long was just drive around and go to like all the fast food chains in her whip. She was the only black woman I knew with a vehicle growing up. So it was like a big deal in high school to just be able to roll yo, around. She made
2: history. She made history, yo. <laughs> <laughs> we should set like a ceremony because I've never heard of that shit in my life. Right. <laughs> I know it exists, but I've actually can't say I've been like, yeah, I know a girl. Uh, no, Mm-mm.
1: you don't uh, know anyone, right? I don't know anyone. No. I mean, yeah, and uh, that that lasted until I got my license. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> it, and it wasn't like a raggedy car either. Like it wasn't a hoopty. It was a nice. It was a new car.
1: Yeah, it was like a nice Jeep Cherokee. I still remember exactly what it looked like. I could spot it out. It was gray, charcoal gray. Yeah, it was nice. <laughs> but uh so tell y'all us just remember this
2: little... for a second y'all both just went somewhere for a second it was like yeah so um
1: <laughs> wow that's all we do on this show can I, can I, can most of the you, time
2: can i can i ask you both one question about that whole time there that whole like um that whole time when you guys did spend together yes okay so i'll start with um hmm Who wants to start first? I'll let you guys know. Who wants to pick the first story first?
1: Start with Isabel. Start with Isabel.
2: Okay, Isabel. Go ahead. I would like you to tell us the the memory that sticks out with you with Lillian. Growing up at that time with that car.
0: Oh, my God. Okay, so probably like my first or second winter back from college, I think. Yeah. My, this was like my second winter break in college. We went out, I don't know whose birthday it was, but we got trashed and I couldn't, I couldn't drive home. So I slept over at her parents' house. And the next morning I was so like hungover and drunk. I was probably still drunk. I was still lit. Let's, let's be honest. I threw up on her floor, walking to the bathroom. I just like projectile vomited. And <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, let me go, like, get a towel. And I came back, and, like, she had already cleaned it up. That's how I knew she was my best friend for life. If you can clean up your friend's puke the morning after they were a hot mess, you know that's a ride or die.
2: Yeah, but what, you were at her house,
0: though? Yeah, I was at her parents' house. Oh, that's Girl, why she cleaned it up. She didn't want to get her ass because you
2: creeped <laughs> all over the floor. She's a real friend. She was mad at you for like six months after that.
1: For Speak real mad, Speak the truth. Speak the truth. It was all about my parents. I was like, I have five seconds before they wake up.
0: <laughs>
1: I mean, but it was no, in I'll the broom, It here. wasn't.
0: It wasn't in the hallway.
1: Well, but, that, but, oh, that, but, just,
2: it, but at the end of the day, it does show love because I'd be like, "Hey, yo, bro, here's some towels. Here's some. Sick. No, you're gonna be okay. Just try. Don't try to puke anymore. But just put everything in this bucket right here."
1: Well, and this is the other thing. It wasn't like Izzy's the girl who's getting slobber face or sloshed every single day. So I knew it was one of these situations where it was like, all right, you know what? We both went off last night. Let's just <laughs> clean this up and keep it moving. So it was she easy. I, was I would do it again. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you said you would do it again? Oh, of course. If she came up here, I mean, she's coming pretty soon at the end of this month, so... I mean, we're gonna we're we're aiming to go out. We want to go out now that we're in our 30s. Want to go out and see what that's like. So, if I'm holding her hair back and she's puking somewhere, I got your back. (laughs) We're all lightweight. See, now now, that's a real (laughs) friend. See
2: see what you see. What puking on the floor did for your relationship as friends?
0: Definitely, it definitely strengthened. You guys are
2: still talking. That's amazing. Because love was love was shown in so many different ways. And, and I'm hearing that the interpretations were both different but it all came from love. I love it.
1: <laughs> I love it. Oh, yeah, it's all love. It's all love on this show.
2: And then you guys are still uh, and, and friends life. doing this and doing this uh doing this podcast. Like I think that's amazing.
1: Oh, thanks. It's it's crazy too cuz we went through a long period of time where we were both sort of in our separate lives like, you know, she's living in the states and I'm here in Canada, so it was it was very much like one of these things where we call each other or we meet up and it's like nothing ever changed every time. So it's it's pretty special that we can kind of have that relationship where it doesn't matter about seeing each other every single minute or talking to each other every single day.
2: Yeah, you get so. very few of those people. That's dope.
1: Yeah. I would say you're like that too. Every time we talk, it feels like we're, you know, back on set or mm-hmm. back in the day mm-hmm. all over again. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I feel like, yeah. So, speaking of set, sorry to cut you off there, because I want to... it's your, your turn
2: to tell your story.
1: Oh, my story. Okay, so here's the thing. I don't. You have see how television... she tried to escape, though? You <laughs> see how she tried to escape? She thought she was slick. She thought she was slick. <laughs> she thought she was real slick. Um, okay, so this is my memory, and it actually was just sort of... It came to mind a few days ago, because I found something while cleaning my basement, uh, a little piece of memorabilia. So... Uh, Izzy, I almost called you fats there for a second because I was just thinking about back in the day but Izzy and I had uh, a language between us like a code language it was almost like I would say bonics or like gibberish where we, we had certain words that meant certain things and the reason why we had it was because we used to go to like these dances where, what were they called? what were those dances called? the That's fizzle. The Fizzo. Yeah, we used to go to the Fizzo. So it was like all ages dance party thing. And a lot of guys that you sort of recognize from like the Nautic and and things, they used to go there and and just like, you know, spit game at all the girls. And so we had this language and this code so that if we were ever picked up or, you know, spoken to or if we wanted someone to kind of go away, we would like speak in code. So the other day I found the dictionary for our code language. So, I still have it. And that's sort of, you know, that's a testament to just how evolved our friendship was because we came up God, with our own it's language. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. So, I still, I mean, I, that's my favorite memory.
2: But that's beautiful.
1: Yeah.
2: Girls are slick You're, though, girls. It's can, like the,
0: the easiest way to, to Yes, yeah, so it's the easiest the easiest way to throw shade in somebody's face without them
1: even knowing. <laughs> yeah, no hurt feelings. <laughs>
2: you're just telling all every dude that's He's just remembering every time that that's happened to him. Like, why a friends just pull away like that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and let's be real. The game from boys back then was nothing. It was just, Hey, do you want to dance? And then you would say yes or no. And that was it. Um, but I have a question about the film industry that has sort of been yeah. running around in my mind. So what would you say, like, what is it like today to sort of be in the industry? Like, is it easy, especially as a, you know, black man, like, is it easy to go and audition and get roles in Vancouver? You know, is it is it much more difficult than it was, say, five years ago? Yeah,
2: there's definitely, like, change. Um, I feel like there's layers. And each layer obviously has to be kind of, I guess i I don't want to use the word tweaked, but the every but but it's also too you have to look at it from a standpoint of um film and television distribution, what sells what doesn't sell who sells who doesn't sell so if you look back to if you just want to start there, I mean most people would um if you're if you're looking at films, you had a lot of white cast
1: mm-hmm.
2: right so if that was selling, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You have to like and and part of it, you know, when you look at back then and you look at everything else, you you know, even if you look at today, they're still running a business, They're still running a business. If you got a product that won't sell no matter what or you Mm -hmm. stop or you just don't do it. So I could take it from that aspect of it. But then you could look at an aspect of it, of, you know, the time, the time and change, you know, um, because it was just so. Normal, like you know, there is going to be change. There is going to be more black people in power. There's always going to be more people, black people who are going to be coming directors, and you know things are moving forward. Because also you have to remember the generations of of children that are brought into the world, and slowly, you know, there's has been change where you see a lot of interracial friendships. And unfortunately, we live in a we live in a country where it's it's great, you know what I mean. It's it's just normal as, as hell. But yeah. you know, other people live in the country where that's not that's just not how it, it works. So you have to understand you had a lot of people who are uh, of different colors writing for Who they know and what they know? So yeah, so the guys a you know a 33 year old white guy You know with a you know a, a shadow beard and he's scruffy and he's wearing a, a lumberjack jacket with jeans that are dirty and cowboy boots That's what he uh-huh. knows so he doesn't know Jamal with the hoodie or Jamal with the zipper or the chain and he looks like a, you know, a rap star. That's what you're going to get cast as because that's what they see and what they know because of what social media, especially nowadays, is pushed. Mm-hmm. Like, if you think of a rapper, this is what a rapper's supposed to look like.
1: Right. Now, so, so it sounds like things are progressing and things are changing, which is 100%. awesome. I love, I love hearing that so much.
2: Because you're seeing now, you're seeing now instead of like, you know, you know black male or Afro-Canadian or african american and all that you just think any ethnicity uh-huh. so the doors are open for anybody to just step to the plate and you know what i mean unfortunately you know things are always said like the word quota you know what i mean right. so in structure it's it's unfortunate we, that's just the day and age we live in now but i feel that change has already started you look at the will smith and jada pinkett's and you know, um, Tyler Perry's, the Oprah Winfrey's, and they—they they all make us want to push harder because it's real, it's possible. Yeah. Yes, you know, absolutely. and there's so many more. There's so many more, and like if we look at Black history, Black people have have created and invented so many things, and and that we still, still to this day use and 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 are are good with. Peanut butter. Yeah, dude. You, you see what I'm saying?
1: One One thing <laughs> I always like to ask sort of people who are in an industry is if you had the power to change one thing, what would it be? So, in its current state, is there a new problem or a new thing or something where perhaps it can have improvement to it? Like what's one thing that you would maybe change or hope to see different?
2: I would change the hierarchy mentality.
1: yes, and I would agree with that absolutely,
2: and the reason why is because. You know, from where, I, I mean, I started as a PA and production assistant, so I know what this, where the stigma comes from, you're on the bottom of the totem pole, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And work my way to be doing different things in different um, departments and just wanting to learn and watching actors, because I couldn't go, I wanted to work, but I had to watch the actors on set and and looking at the sides and trying to memorize the sides, because Now I was a key PA now I'm on set PA. So I'm reading the sides to try to memorize the lines to see what I would have done before we even block and then to see what they would have did and go, oh, of course, that's why you're getting paid that kind of money to to be here. I see, I've, I've seen everything come from like, from what department and people, way people talk to people and they feel they can. And I know people are tired, but I kind of feel like, yo, we're all there to do the same thing, get Uh this job done. You know, even yeah. from the way they treat background and, you know, and it's not that they treat background bad. It's just, there's just this hierarchy system. And I feel yeah. like, I feel like, you know, it, it, and that's the thing with me. I, and I know why certain things happen and why certain things are done a certain way and why people are asked to do certain things because it is all about you're there to work. You're there to do a job. But you're not there yeah. to really get yelled at unless you didn't do your job <laughs> or somebody because they're having a bad day. And I just feel like you know, it happens everywhere, not just in the film industry. I think it happens everywhere, no matter where you work.
1: But for, for sure. me, I would
2: change that hierarchy system because I like to treat people the way I like, Like you know, I, I treat people the way I want to be treated.
1: Yeah, And I think that that, I mean, I, I feel like that's part of the reason why sometimes certain people in the in- industry have a chip on their shoulder because they, whether it's that they came from the background world or they came from uh you know sort of work their way up unfortunately mm-hmm. that's the way it's set up but if they work their way up they might feel a sense of entitlement or just you know not necessarily have that full respect and so I, that's why i completely agree with you on on the hierarchy system that's a part of the industry that definitely should uh well, evolve and and change a bit
2: well there's also that thing that we've been programmed that the 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 You know, higher you are on the totem pole, the less work you have to do. You're now, Uh, you're now delegating. You're now delegating. You know what I mean? So, when you start to put that in system and everybody's doing it, but you still got a job to do. So you're telling and you're letting people do things and having to do so. But there's just certain things that work, and you have to understand the hours, man. Some people are putting in seventy-five plus hours a week. Oh, I don't miss those days. (laughs) <laughs> and if, if not more, like, you know, like, so, you know, it's a job where you also have to remember you're, 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 you're coming home when people are sleeping and you're leaving when people are sleeping. So, you mm-hmm. know, it, it, it could be hard on relationships. It could be, so there's, it's, it's a whirlwind of like sacrifice. So you got to love what you do. And I figure if you love what you do, I mean, I guess it's uh, easier said than done. You try to separate those things and just, if you could find a, um, so, you know, some solace and some peace where you're working yeah. around hundreds of people. That you could actually just be good to each other. And it doesn't even matter. It's just like, yo, it's one unit. Let's work together to get this done. You, things will move a lot faster.
1: Oh, yeah, for
0: sure. Is that what I believe? Because, it, it, I mean, it it and one thing that, you know, touching on the hierarchy thing, just because somebody is new to the position doesn't mean that they are not as good as somebody who has been there for longer.
2: 100%. As with, training. you know, a
0: lot of... Yeah, a lot of job, a lot of different jobs nowadays. Like just because you're you're the new person doesn't mean that you have less knowledge or you're not able to get the job done as, as much as, as somebody as else who might have been there. there. Yeah.
2: The hard part about when you're going into film, if you once you start to find and understand the rhythm, it's all about time. It's all about time and time management. That that it's it, it's one of the most important things about making a film. So if you got people who are who are taking longer to make decisions because they don't know anything, you know what I mean. That's that's something where you know it, it doesn't last too long, because film works very fast, and you're gonna get yeah. a lot of people who are gonna try to help you out because you're 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 pretty much either screwing them over, or they really want you to help them out because they've been screwed over, uh-huh. you know and that's you know like any job there's a lot of pressure like but it's one of the most amazing jobs you'll ever have in in life because you see so many places that people would never even see and be inside buildings on rooftops like weird things crazy stuff like things you're like oh my god i didn't even know this existed and i walk past this place every day the food is amazing that's there.
1: for sure <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Oh, uh, wow. No, I have memories of tons of places where I'm like, what? What? Since when? <laughs> when
2: did this get here? Know, that's why we fat kids, you know, because they've been us to all kinds of stuff. And they treat people very well, you know, when you get lunch and, like, got food all day.
1: Is there someone outside of yourself? Is there someone, be it an actor or a producer or, or, you know, a writer? Is there someone in the industry who you've seen sort of I- exemplify... A good person in the sense where you know they come on set and they don't they they don't believe in that hierarchy system they treat everyone equally is there someone that you sort of admired in their career so far
2: yes there's two people actually if i can or do i only have to pick one
1: no you can do two
2: first person was uh tom Rowe. he was with reunion pictures and he passed a few years ago there was just the genuine person on the other end mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like You know, he's the same guy that would be like, you know, like, let's go talk. Let's go do lunch just because he really just wanted to do lunch, talk like whatever it was and then shoot the shit. And really kind of just talk whatever you wanted to have answered about film. And he kind of showed me a lot of things like he actually opportunities that I don't think I would ever have or, or reasons why I think things work for me if he didn't share and help me to kind of go okay well i need to model myself like this as an actor on set because i shouldn't be doing things like this you know when i walk into a room you know these are Mm -hmm. things that are very important when you walk into a room in an audition you know so i think he was one of the most genuine people and he really believed in what i was writing and what my friend uh, nathaniel was writing Nathaniel lawrence we were writing uh, we wrote a series together and he was one of those people that was behind us fully for every project that i brought he was very one of those just really good dudes and um wow. very honest person, you know, like he would like tell Patty the lawyer to like just you know any other questions I had about other stuff, like yo, there you mm-hmm. go, like just tell him the you know, pe- people don't do that, man. A lot of people don't do that. you
1: forget yeah, it it's yeah, that's exactly. A lot of people are more for themselves or just not really paying attention to everyone else's you know achievements yeah. or the, moves. yeah, yeah,
2: and the other person I would like to say is Chris Haddock. Um, Chris Haddock is just a Canadian icon, mm-hmm. um, you know, the fact of, you know, all of his accomplishments, all his accolades, and he's someone who just really understands writing, understands the industry, um, understands that how, basically how to treat people, understands what set etiquette should be like, and never talk to anyone that's a weird way or it's just something that there was just always a great energy on um shows like intelligence that i was that i worked on and um he actually was the first person that actually gave me an opportunity for a couple episodes by just when desi his son said sleeps one sleeps one's going to be acting and acting blah blah he i was actually tatting one day and he pulled me aside and said hey I, there's a scene coming up in the next uh, script we're looking for a character i think you fit the description i want you to read this read this and let's do a cold read career so we found nicholas campbell the director so now the cast is walking away and i'm like oh my god i'm gonna get fired but i'm like i can't get fired because i'm with the boss okay so i'm good but now they're out of my sight so i'm stressing out and goes to nicholas campbell and gives nicholas the sides and we actually did the audition right there and nicholas like said to me you know ran the lines boom 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 and i said i did the scene and nicholas goes great yeah you're booked and then i was like what what okay um cool Th- thank you thank you, thank you. <laughs> and then i ran after the cast and it didn't hit me till maybe i'd say like really like five minutes later like these motherfuckers just gave me a part like
1: what this is wow. dope wow that's dope. crazy that's like the dream elevator pitch situation scenario where it's like okay give me 13 seconds i'll i'll show you what i got that's amazing
2: yo and just his um just the way his system was and inviting us to the office while i'm with desi his son and just kind of you need know, to see he, the way he works and i was just like yeah okay Okay, and the way he always talked to everybody, how he's always mm-hmm. trying to help the community, always trying to help people out, um, to push and move things forward, and and I mean, just a really good person. I just think that if people model themselves after after him, I think mm-hmm. with change and, and with everything that's going on in the world, I think our biggest problem is is that we need to stop thinking that we're better than one another. No matter how much money you have, no matter what you're doing, if you just be yourself, if you could just be yourself, forget about all the money. Or whatever you're doing, just be yourself. I guarantee you, no one would care what your skin color is, or what who you pray to, or what you you know what your beliefs are. No one cares as long as you ain't coming to my house trying to tell me what to do in my house and who to pray to, bro. We good. Like we are good. <laughs> like what? What? Why do I gotta just discriminate you because the color of your skin, or who of your, your religion, or your where you, what country you came from, and this is our country. No, you still pay tax, bro. You rent in this country. You rent in this country you still you, you don't you ain't you don't own shit in this country except for whatever you buy as a house you know but go back I to the like country that's rent we rent we own property but we don't own this country no. we pay to be in this country
1: absolutely absolutely you know
2: so anyway my bad my question so, so- went up pretty really quick <laughs> oh <my God. laughs>
1: well that actually that acts as a perfect segue to our our next topic because today's show is is mainly predominantly about um, you know how to not go broke over the holidays just jumping right into it how do you mm-hmm. not go broke during the holidays or do you just give in
2: do nobody not go broke over the holidays unless you pay for the cake like ain't nobody unless you got paper paper or you got a good ass line of credit everybody goes broke because there's like seven other people that pop up because you weren't even thinking about them and they start telling you about a christmas party they have and they invite you and everybody sharing gifts and doing secret santa and you're like damn like it's only 20 dollars this bitch i don't have 20 dollars right now i get paid next friday i'm playing but um (laughs) i'll play and well, I Izzy, Izzy you're... I was, just, I was just play playing.
1: Izzy trying. Izzy is a saving queen. So what do you do, Izzy? What's your method? I saw a meme the other day that said uh, somewhere there's
0: a mom, like, thinking about her, Christ- her ch- child's Christmas list already. And I was like, oh, yeah, that mom is me. So I start shopping early. Uh, I'm in a shit ton of, like, coupon groups and, like, Amazon deals groups on, on Facebook, so I will start buying things ahead of time. And then, like, like doesn't even have to be for the kids. You know, like you said, sleeps, you know you're going to get invited to that last-minute mm-hmm. Christmas party where you got to bring a Secret Santa gift or whatever. So I start buying, like, mm-hmm. things, little knick-knack things that can could be a last-minute $20 item for a party that you go to. Like, oh, okay, we got invited. Okay, cool, I got this $10 toaster. Or I got this freaking waffle maker. I'm going to bring this as my Secret Santa gift. Small things <laughs> that you can, you know, you can, you can repurpose and put towards whatever. But yeah, if you shop the, the deals ahead of time and you kind of know what you're looking for, you kind of have an idea, the shit's going to go on sale before you, you get to Christmas time here. You know, we have Black Friday, but it's not till the end of November. Like, That's not enough time. I can't be saving no. all my coins for Black Friday. And then what if the shit that I want is not even on freaking sale? Then, mm-hmm. then what? Then you're screwed. So I find that, you know, buying stuff early and buying stuff on sale. Even if it's July, August, whenever, get
1: your shit done early. Mm-hmm. Yeah, earlier the better, absolutely. That's the that's pretty much the name of the game. I'm I'm really big on markets now. I think that the coolest thing about a market is that you can get something super unique and including Mamagree, that's a plug, but you can get something really mm. unique and you can bring it to someone's home and they're like, oh, where'd you get this? And you—you you know the minute you say a market, they're like, oh, I, wow, that's amazing. And for the most part, anyone who's in a market, either has an online business or perhaps they sell in a couple stores here and there, but it's truly something special that's handcrafted and you know from someone who's poured a lot of love into it. So I find that if you go to markets, you get a huge range of prices and you can get something really cheap, you know, or on the less expensive side, or you can get something more expensive. And at the end of the day, you can kind of, you know, like you're saying, plan your Christmas out and p- plan the holidays out and and sort of be prepared for the most part. I also find that bringing over, like, a bottle of wine, but bringing mm-hmm. over uh, not necessarily the most expensive bottle of wine, but just pairing it with, like... Something that is unexpected, whether that's a block of, you know, cheese or vegan cheese or whatever kind of cheese it is, but just being able to show up with two things, but make them less expensive is always a good approach as well. Like you can kind of get away with certain things that way, or that's just why bring over, do
2: over salsa and chips.
1: Exactly. <laughs> that's, 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 that's that's the best, I mean, but Guacamole's why not, right?
2: <laughs> Sour cream. You good? You up to five then You good.
1: Yeah. So you can always bring over food. I think it's a nice touch. Uh, and you know, people love to consume things and eat things. So I feel like that's the best way to sort of get through the holidays is all Mm -hmm. the things we mentioned, right? Just plan in advance, know that you're probably going to go broke regardless, but just be, try to be ahead of the curve as much as possible because it is the time of the year where parties come up and it gets super hard to kind of (laughs) navigate.
0: And wine is,
1: wine is, go ahead. Jump
0: in there.
2: No, no, we'll go about the wine. The wine is more important. Well, yeah. wine,
0: wine is yeah, yeah, yeah. Wine <laughs> is the perfect gift, though, because again, like if you end up having a falling out and you don't end up going to the party, like that's some shit you can keep and drink yourself. So it's not necessarily hey. like oh now hey. now I'm out this twenty dollars <laughs> now I'm out this thirty dollars. Like okay, whatever. Like the the party didn't work out. And now my liquor cabinet is lit. Now my wine rack is stocked.
2: Oh, but can I add? Uh, can I add to what I was I was I was gonna say is but yeah. there's a great way to actually to save. And it's a way that we all don't really think about it's um, if you have a credit card that actually has like points that you can transfer back into money by, by having a certain amount of points, instead of using your debit card, you use your credit card and then you tally up um, all your receipts and you go in the car and then you make a payment to the nearest five or $10 bill. So you make a payment back on the, on the card. So now you've made most of your payments for the month. So you don't even have a payment in January because you've overpaid or for that month. Right.
1: This is genius.
2: Right. So yeah. in that sense, I... so I don't even use debit. I don't even use debit. I use, I use my cards. Cause I'm like, well, why don't I use my cards to get points? Cause with debit, I don't get anything. But at the end of the month, I owe you seven 50. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I'm well now I'm getting my money back. I, I, you take the dollars take 10 dollars, matter of fact. We're good. You know? so the, there's ways that you so I don't actually use my debit card anymore unless I need to take money out of the bank machine. It also helps with your credit, because if you're making 25, 30, 40 payments a week, they can't mm-hmm. tell you shit. I don't miss payments. I make payments. Like period, like literally make payments. So if you have like uh, basically in a month, I mean most people don't even think how much what they spend in groceries, what Uh they even spend on like, but use their debit card because it's quick. The quick three for three dollars for a water. Oh, we need I need a milk too. Like top five, ten, fifty. Sometimes that ends up being like eight, nine hundred dollars a month. Gas, this, that, 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 everything. Like so, why not get like three thousand dollars or four thousand dollars that you're spending in points? So at the end of the year, you can put down a 500 dollars $700,000 payment on your credit card, and your credit cards are clear. And matter of fact, they owe you money. So now you have extra money to pay help take out if you want to take it out as cash to go pay those other bills that you know are coming up in January, but you good because you just got free money for using your own money and your credit card. It's, it works. It's a nice circle.
1: Use it as flight points. Want to go
2: away? Use it all. And year. we we all
1: know we need a vacation after the holidays. That is definitely yeah. the time to to rack them all up and and go somewhere for sure.
2: Yeah. yeah. So yeah. if you think all how much you actually spend on gifts, and like most of the time with moms, moms, oh I'm not gonna spend much, and y'all are already a thousand dollars, and it's still November twenty ninth. Oh, you know what I mean?
1: <laughs> Why are you down on us? You guys go crazy when there's no. electronic sales. At the end no, of uh, November for Black Friday. And then usually around Christmas, there's another Boxing Day sale and teacher uh, but, but shop lineup.
2: If you use a you credit card and you're both using your credit card, y'all going somewhere where you're like, I can't believe our flights were paid for and we're in Italy. This <laughs> like, is true. Where? Like, do, do you know what I'm saying? Otherwise, you use yeah. debit, you not get nothing. You get nothing on your credit. You, get, you don't get no money back. You know what I mean? Like that money, trust me, comes in handy come January 15th and January 30th if you just need to take a couple hundred here and there because it's your money that you basically put there. You're actually overpaid, credited on your
1: credit card. These are all great tips. You got the credit card, you got to get your credit card, get the points on there and And I I feel like it helps your credit and and in my experience WestJet is the best because you actually get the points and get to use them but there are plenty other credit card companies out there to sort of you know, research and and apply for. But the credit card and then you got wine is being number one because then you can put it back on your rack. Mm -hmm. You know, just showing up to the party with some food is sometimes the best way to just contribute Mm -hmm. without having to spend too much money. So bring that sour cream or that guacamole on the side. These are are all good tips. I feel like that is the time of the year where we end up spending a lot of money. Um, But I think that the biggest thing everyone should sort of do is just sort of take off the pressure a little bit don't don't go too over the top make it a tap as christmas because everyone's on their phones all the time anyway so you can kind of get away with making smaller meals and smaller things and then you don't have to like spend thousands of dollars or hundreds of dollars to like create these big elaborate meals for like a little house party gathering so that's just sort of my last tip there we wanted to bring you on this show to sort of talk about your life, your career, get some tips for you on this. And sort of my last question for you, and Izzy, I'm sure you got a last question as well, but my last question for you is what what do you think it's, le- what is the experience uh, being a man with so many different talents and, you know, things that you're doing all the time, including Hollywood North Radio, as a dad, what is it that that you find the most important thing that you sort of pass on to your children on a daily basis? Like what is, what is the lesson or the, the thing that you want to instill in them the most?
2: Um, to respect their mother, you know what hello. I mean? Like there's, I mean, when I say that, I'm not just saying it, I, I, cause I realize as a young man, as you start to become a young man, you actually think that you own the house when you're a teenager and you can talk to people a certain way cause your hormones are, yeah, I think any women even too, but, um, I, I you know, when you realize that the reason why she's like that, cause she knows you better than anybody else. She knows you better than anybody else. She knows some shit you're going to ask her like a week before based off of something you said three weeks ago. <laughs> so, These
1: are facts.
2: I, I just think that, you know, I th- I think, you know, I'm I'm very I kind of lay back, but when it when it comes to the disrespect part on that end, I I fight with it. Maybe it's it's because it's a West Indian thing or whatever. We were always brought up to respect your your elders, especially your your, your mom and your dad. There's certain things you just you just never gonna say, yeah. <laughs> like so, yeah. I think it's it's very important. At least on that end, at least at some point, it'll resonate in their head, and if it, and you know, and as they get older, they'll take it with them to their kids, and it's just you know. Moms get to the short end of the stick because you guys are always there. So they and I think they just think you're always going to be there, and no matter how much trouble they've been in before, you still come to them, love them, keep clients, and they are. And you love them, and because you're a mom, so they 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 try to act out a little more, feeling like yeah. she always going to be there. She always say that. She always tell me <laughs> to do <be> that.
1: <there. laughs> yeah. Wow. How do you know I want you
2: to go to school in the morning?
1: Damn. I know we're we're mind readers. <laughs> we really are. At the end of the day. So, Izzy, do you yes. have a final question? I do.
0: Okay, so we talked about, you know, not going broke over the holidays. But what is, what is the one thing that you would go broke over that, like, no matter the cost, just to put a smile on your kid's face, what would be totally worth it for you during the holidays?
2: During the holidays? Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, just truth be told, we're basketball fans. So I would I would want to go somewhere with them where if they were like yo I want to go to watch the Christmas game at this city, something like that, I'd be like shoot yeah I can't do those days bro I can't film those days or obviously we're not filming on Christmas but if it was a different time I would block them off that I'm not available because I like those. I love that work. so so those an experience.
0: Trips. Yeah. So you, you let, you know. yeah, let it ride on the experience. And I think that's a, as a parent, I think that's a good thing that you can give your kids. Like, yeah, you know, they they always well, want the hardest toys. They always want to clutter their, your house with all their shit. But the <laughs> memories, the <laughs> memories that you make, whether it's, you know, going, taking a trip or just spending time at Christmas together, they'll, they'll never forget, no matter how young they are. Yeah.
2: And I think for me, why it's so important is because the hours that I put in and the time when I'm not there. And the fact that if I could do something with them, and I think it's more of a selfish thing, I I could have the memories with them that I saw them happy to be somewhere I know they wanted to be. And we like going to games. And we don't get a lot of it out here in Vancouver. We get it once a year. And we don't even get Seattle anymore right now. So I think just doing things with them that they would like, you know, and I use the basketball game as an example, but just something that they'd want to do. I don't think you can't put a price on that. You can't put a price. There is no, like, I I got, we got to push it back or no. It's just, I'm not available. I don't care how much money it is. I'm good.
0: Right. That's, that's, that's your, okay, I don't know how we're going to do it, but we're going to make it work moment.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like, you got, no, I'm giving you my dates. Like, you know, you learn as a man as you get older, like, we're slow. And I don't want to use that word. We're slow. We're Homer Simpson and we're um, Peter Griffin all wrapped in one. We're just, we're just a mess. Like, we, we, we don't, it takes us a long time to get why a woman's like. I don't understand. I mean, and y'all ain't always right. Don't get me wrong. But there's things that that you know. There's <laughs> there's there's one thing where a woman adds is like compassion. You you start to think it's very. We, we're told to beat our chests and we're taught that we're taught to be that. No oh, man, you know, nobody can tell me nothing. We're taught that. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's 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 good just to. You know, the one thing your woman would love more than anything that you think that you're a punk to lay on her, her chest and just be honest and shed tears. She's not hating you on, on you, for, you for that, for just being honest. Like, there's no way. So I think yeah. that, you know, I, I think so when you're dealing with your kids and time and things you miss, yo that's, you know, that's your family, you know, that's that's what's up.
1: Best well, please, I I consider you friend of the year, father of the year, all wrapped in one. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us and for being on the show and just sharing with us. And I know that we need to be on your show together. I really would love to be on your show with us. Oh, well. Just even just watch thanks. you and Izzy talk and me Izzy, just yeah, go, in the yeah. background because I uh, I Izzy. love the space that you're in there for Hollywood North radio, which is every Saturday from eleven AM until two PM.
2: Come through, like switch her up one day. Come through. And we'll just use your guys' segment for your show on on my show and do some crossover nonsense and have, like, a back and forth. We got, you know, with Brittany and Kehlani and me and you and John and sports dudes and just have, like, a three-hour nonsense talk. Oh, three-hour nonsense.
0: nonsense. Talk. I love it.
2: Right? right? Some music, <laughs> some dancing, some, like, and just we, we'll just all talk about things that will relate for both of us. Maybe, you know. And just make, is make, you, make you that have to clean, go on his so.
1: show it is so much fun honestly when i was in there i felt like i was <laughs> at home and i felt like someone was like cooking in the background and it was about to be a meal time and we were just joking and laughing and like it's the best yeah. best feeling ever and it's it's yeah, just I mean, yeah it feels cozy <laughs> in there you're gonna love it you have to go on okay well let's let's
0: breakfast. try and plan something for when i'm in town
2: Let's do it again. Yeah. on a Saturday. We know you're coming. We got
1: you. So, where can people find you? Just give us all your ats, all your contact. Well, contacts. you can give me
2: at underscore Big Sleeps on Instagram or at Hollywood North Radio um, on Facebook. It's William Sleepy Stewart S T E W A R T. Twitter Big Sleeps One, I believe, or something like that. <laughs> 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 you punch in big sleeves or big something's coming
1: up find big sleeves on instagram (laughs) definitely follow hollywood north radio it is such a great show and they do not miss a weekend it is literally super consistent and super live and super fun so plug in listen to hollywood north radio and we're definitely going to connect again but thank you for being on the show and we will chat again soon
2: for sure, but I'd like to end it with as Isabel and Lillian would say, my show is pure Fockery.
1: <laughs> I'm with it. See, I got it every
2: be Saturday, 11 a.m. till 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, Hollywood North Radio, or log on to www.saveonradio.com or download the app, the Save On Radio app.
1: Thank you. Um, but let's jump over to our Netflix pick of the week because I'm excited about this one. Yes. What so, our this?
0: Netflix pick of the week
1: is, Cole, a week. is Cole
0: World. Cole so Hearted. We, oh, yeah. cold Hearted. cold Hearted. So, yeah. we talked about this, you know, before it launched um, a few weeks back. And it's finally here. Yes. Now, when I tell you, I know you texted me asking me, had I watched it yet? this shit is so funny. <laughs> I literally... I did. I, I still haven't finished all of it, but I was dying, and I'm talking about like cackling laughing. Oh, now yeah. we we talked about how when he's on Blackish, like his his face expressions, like he's just hilarious. Everything that he does, his mannerisms, his face expressions, the way he moves his body, is yeah. pure comedy. And so incorporate that with his stand up. Oh my god. Just yeah, he had one joke about, you know, being in Atlanta and uh, doing a threesome with these two chicks and just the description, every detailed description of the girls had me (laughs) dying when he's talking about the the chick was like six foot seven. And, you know, she has one of those hooping backpacks with the drawstring, you know, that lays flat on the back. Like I was just because I'm picturing now 100 percent what what this girl is, is looking like. And I was freaking crying. Like, he, he, yeah. He, he's
1: such a good writer. And he's so, his delivery is so good. And he takes pauses at the right part and just his cadence. Like, the whole thing. I feel like it's been such a long time where I've seen, you know, a stand-up piece where I'm rolling on the floor. Like, there was moments I was like, I, I'm going to watch this again when Isabel comes to town because it's so funny. Like, we have to watch it again. It's so good. And everyone needs to see it. Everyone.
0: Absolutely. We definitely will watch it when I come to town. Everybody needs to see it. So check check Netflix. Watch it. Let us know what you think. And stay with us in the conversation on social media at mumgree. E- Shoot us an email. Hello at mumgree. Stay with us. Let us know what you guys think about it. And tag us in any of these like Lady Gaga funny video fall <laughs> memes on Instagram
1: we're praying for you lady gaga we really hope that you do have a full recovery because we're both fans so hopefully everything will come together all right at the end of it and i like how you mentioned that she won't be embarrassed because she's cool like that she doesn't get embarrassed by crap like this like i don't think- she
0: doesn't she doesn't care because i don't think it this her if anything she's you know she's pissed off because now she's more injured absolutely but yeah. that's it
1: yeah all right guys thanks for tuning in and stay mumgry
0: stay mumgree.